mysterious ways We'd rather burn out than stick to the shade Not of this world, so we live on the run We keep our eyes set, eyes set on what is to come The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker, rocker, rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Uh, here we are. I have noticed, I, I have noticed this, guys. Um that uh, now that I have upgraded the software for Windows, which I hate doing, I just I just despise it, and now my even this isn't working. So let's just go back to me till we can sort it. Well, there it is. It fixed it there. Um, but for whatever reason, there's just a little delay in the computer unless I turn the turbo on, which you guys have to hear the, the noise for. So we'll, we'll just do that, and I'm going to see if I can get back over here. Because we are going to be using this in just a little bit. But if you want to check us out, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And as soon as this loads up, I will adjust this so you guys can see what I want you to see instead of this page over here. Um, <laughs> but uh, in any case, let's see if we can click this on. I think this will fix it. There we go. Sonsoflibertymedia.com. Left side of the page is Bradley's show from Saturday, two hours with Bradley Dean. You can catch that up until three, at which time he'll be live. Right side of the page where we're at, play button. Look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Join us in the chat on Rumble. A lot of friends there. Good morning, guys. 
Also, please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, over there on Rumble. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Don't forget our store as well, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And uh, we're highlighting all the profits we're pointing to the front, Bradley's new book. That's $10 in the store. You can also still get The Soldier of the Cross in the store as well. Excuse me, that is $10 as well. And then we also have the bundle pack, which includes a t-shirt of your size and a dog tag, your color, black or silver. You can pick those up. They start at $34 in our store, so be sure and check that out as well. Okay, <clears throat> this morning, if you saw two different videos come up, it's because it was my error. Uh, I had asked our friend uh, Suzanne Hamner, she's a contributor over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, to come on and talk about uh, a four-part series she's done. She sent them to me. I haven't had a chance to get them up because, as you guys know, I was up uh, with my boys and my eldest daughter, uh, moving her and her husband down to just a little bit below us, about 40 minutes below us or so. And that was a fun time. And uh, we had, it was a long trip, let me tell you. It was cold. It was snowy. Uh, in Virginia, and it, the the weird part was, as we were coming back, as soon as we crossed the North Carolina border, it went from gray skies, snow everywhere, to sunny blue skies, and no snow anywhere. <laughs> it was really weird. It was really weird. But uh, we had a good time. The Lord kept us safe. Thank you for your prayers praying with us, and uh, we appreciate that very much. So <clears throat> if you got another show today... You saw the one on January 6th. That's what I, I was I was like, okay, Lord, what do I do here? Because I had forgotten to put in the uh, in my calendar that I was having Joni on. And I specifically asked Joni on because of the recent work she's done on informed consent, which I said, okay, the people need to know about this, especially in the day and age we're, we're in. They really need to know about these things. So it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, uh, Suzanne Hamner. And again, she's one of the contributors over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Good morning, Suzanne. Good to see you. Good morning, Jim. Glad to see you. See, I'm going to have to say strip. It's cold here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's cold. You know, I, I got up. Yeah, I got up yesterday morning, and apparently the uh, there's a little <clears throat> there's a little. All of our piping, all of our, our pipes on our well are uh, PVC. Uh, it's one little section about that long, and it runs in, and you've got your pressure gauge, and you've got your pressure switch. And so that little metal part that's about as big as my little finger there, what it does is it freezes up, and then you don't get in the water. So I have to go out there with a the hairdryer and heat all that metal up, and then it comes on, and it's wonderful. Uh, I didn't have that this morning. That's great. I forgot to put my uh, big... 500 watt whatever that thing is halogen bulb you know work light out there which keeps it nice and warm and so it doesn't freeze but i forgot to do that so i've got to do that today uh by the way before we start two quick things happy anniversary to my bride yesterday we are married 29 years and happy birthday i'm not going to do the elvis thing because that would just yeah but happy birthday to my wife and uh, may she have a good one she's going to have to run my son out to work i told her i said if you want to lay in today it's your day we'll, we'll let you lay in a little bit today uh, I'll take RC to work, but uh, she's going to do it. She's a trooper in those things, but a uh, happy birthday to her. All right, Suzanne, we're going to talk yeah. informed consent here. We're going to talk yeah. informed consent. And most people think, at least I'm just going to, I'm going to say most people, I'm going to include myself in that. Most people think that uh, informed consent is somebody reading you off, you know, a little piece of paper, 
on an insert on something they're going to give you, or they want you to sign a consent form in which nobody ever reads whatever's on there. Uh, so, But informed consent is a lot more than this, and you've been discovering this in some of your uh, uh, reporting that's going to be out this week. In fact, we're going to have, I think you've got four parts that you've sent me, and I'm going to try to get the first part out today. Uh, since we don't have all this busyness going on, we're going to try to do that. Tell people initially, well, what is informed consent? You are you were a former registered nurse. Tell people what informed consent is. Okay, Okay, we hang on, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. We got a little bit of scratchiness, like a cord's loose or something, when you're talking. I don't know what's happening there. Okay, that's not better. We can't hear you at all now. <laughs> Whoops, I, it's just technical difficulties, okay, guys. Hang on. The there we go. There, there it is. You're good. Okay. okay, wait a minute. Now we got the popping again. It may be a connection there. Um, Hang on, let me check this. Let me let me turn this off. Over well, here. you sound fine right now. That's weird. Okay, is that better? Yeah, that's good. Okay, I got the heater on because we our heat went out. Okay, so we're waiting on the repairman. You're so. good. You're good. All right, so it was just the heater. Okay. Well, initially this started out as just it started out as two parts, and then as I got to going down the rabbit hole, it ended up being three parts. Then four, then five, now an introduction. And <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, I asked you, uh, I, I told you that I was sending it to you, and you said, Well, this is an ebook. So I sent it to you and asked you to do a forward. And I talked to Scott Shara, who was interested, and asked him to do an afterward. So this thing has ballooned into something very small, into something very big. <laughs> so, and I did. And we're happy about that. that. <laughs> I, I didn't plan on it that way, but you know, you have to go where the Lord leads you. So that's exactly what I did. So, uh, yeah, informed consent is a lot more than just saying um, your doctor saying, hey, would you like, you know, I'd, I'd like to give you this medicine for what you have. And here's your prescription and go on. That's and you taking it and taking them. Said, that's that's OK. I'll do this. But that's not really informed consent. The same thing goes when you're taking any type of injection or getting any kind of treatment, diagnostic test, procedure, or any intervention, whether pharmaceutical or not, surgery or not, it's always a process. It is more than just signing that paper. It is more than just saying yes. It is an entire process that has to be meticulously documented. And each time a treatment changes, there has to be informed consent for that. It's not ever a, okay, I consent to be treated and you can just do anything to me. Each time there is a change, you have to give in consent for that. And it has to be meticulously documented. Okay. So let, I want to ask a question just so we're clear. Uh, you know, Kate, uh, her daughter was in the hospital here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, mm -hmm. These people apparently misdiagnosed her and cl claimed she had some form of a cancer, non-Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma, uh, started giving her drugs that were apparently experimental because there was no data on them uh, in violation of the power of attorney that Kate had that told her, don't give her any of this stuff. This is what you're to do, la, la, la. And they said yes, and they didn't do that. So would that apply to a situation every time they're going to be administering a drug, say, through an IV or something like that? Would that apply to that as well? Yes, it would, and okay. I'll tell you why. Okay, say that you tell me that I have 
I have, okay, let's say I have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and they say, okay, we're going to give you this chemo drug. Then you say, okay. And, but that's not really informed consent. They have to explain to you what it's in there. They have to explain the risk, the benefits, side effects, adverse reactions. And the thing about this is you can stop at any time. They also have to tell you what the alternatives are. It's not just here, take this for this. And that's what you're going to do. They have to explain to you all the alternatives. So, okay. Say I, I get that. And I say, okay, this is what I want to do. So I decide now to do this. Well, at some point, if I'm not happy with that, I can say, yeah, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Stop. Or since you've misdiagnosed me, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, and that's another thing, you know, even in a diagnosis, you have the right to ask questions and be informed about everything around this, what your tests are, what it showed. You also have the right to a second opinion that not many doctors or nurses will tell you that you have. You have the right to a second opinion. If you think you've gotten a wrong diagnosis and you're not sure, check with someone else. You don't always get told that. So, so you know, I know a lot of people when they go in the hospital mm-hmm. or they go see a doctor or whatever, they feel like they're kind of locked into that, that this is what we got to do. So I'm glad you put the second opinion. Most people know that they can go get a second opinion if that's what they want to do. And mm-hmm. I think it's always best to do that. Why? Well, let's go back to Scripture. What does Scripture say? At the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter's confirmed, right? So if you yes. get... If you get an issue, it tells you this is wrong, this is going on, this is what we want to do, and they're talking about cutting you open, they're talking about giving you all kinds of drugs and this, that, and the other. And even if they give you informed consent, it's a little overwhelming. Uh, it's not like you're going to buy a, a used car, okay? This is not something that, you know, is an inanimate. This is your body. This is what the Lord's given you. And when you put things in it, it affects the body. So the obvious... You know, I remember I was in the hospital once. Well, actually, I've been in it twice. No, three times. <laughs> uh, but I remember when I was in there the first time, I had a collapsed lung when I was young uh, in high school. And um, I, I remember when the nurses came in, and all I had was, I think, a saline thing. But they would usually tell you what they were going to do. They were telling you what they were doing and what they were giving you. If it was aspirin or whatever, they would tell you before you even ask. They would let you know those kind of things just so, well, this is for this and this is for that kind of thing. So uh, have have nurses gotten away from that to where they come in the room and when they're going to administer something to IV or they're going to give you some pills or something like that, are, are they not telling people at all? Is, is that what's going on? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes wow. they're not. Or sometimes they're just saying, hey, I'm going to give you, uh, you have this, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some fluids here. Usually don't sometimes they don't even tell you what it is because most people wouldn't know the difference if you said normal saline, half normal saline, or D5 normal saline. They they wouldn't know. So, um, but you have a right to ask and you have a right for them to tell you what that means. You can ask those questions, but even doctors aren't doing it. I mean, okay, let's take a well baby visit, for example. When you take your baby in for a well visit, you know. <laughs> you know they're going to do the vaccine thing and normally what you get is okay this is your four-month visit it's time for x y and z injections so we're going to give those today basically that's what i got as as a new mother um you were just told you you did not get the chance to ask questions you didn't uh get 
the chance to for them to even tell you anything. The nurse comes in, she gives it, and you're done. Um, and then and then sometimes when they do meet resistance and say, well, I'm just not really sure about this. I don't think my child needs anything else. You'll you'll hear this. Well, your child won't be able to go to school if they don't have this. And that's what I got with my child when uh, she started school right after the 1986 act on the Na- the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Act. You know, the one that says pharmacies, the pharmaceutical industry is not liable anymore for any injury caused by any vaccine they manufacture. They were given total total unity. Well, it was at that point when all of a sudden, oh, you've got to have all these injections to come to school. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think my child needs those. And I got, well, you won't be able to come to the school. She won't be able to go to school if you don't get those. Well, you know, instead of at the time, I didn't realize what I said, but I said, well, we'll just see about that. And I wouldn't even recommend anybody to do that, but I would just, I would recommend that you just start asking questions. But I went to a physician that we had gone to for years and he said, yep, I agree with you. She don't need any of that. So I got out of giving her anything else. So Suzanne, so, that, that mm-hmm. leads to another question because yeah. pretty much to go to the public indoctrination centers, we call public schools, right? You know, kids have to have all these shots and the, right. and you, you stop and think a lot of times, even as new moms and dads, they give little shots, the, the vitamin K shot and all this other stuff that they do when kids are born in a hospital. Again, this is, if you're out there and you're pre- if you're a woman, and you're pregnant, I, I highly encourage you look into home births. They're better for you. They're better for the baby. You're not pushed with all this stuff to where you're just caught in a big, you know, thing that's going on there in the birth of your child. And then all of a sudden they're just poking and prodding and everything else. But the, but the, I, I got to thinking about that. Why does my baby need vitamin K? Why does my baby need this, that, and the other that they're wanting to give? Does God not make the body the way he's made it with everything that it needs in the womb. And yes, I understand the norm is the norm. You, you get normal babies. And I get the abnorm, you know, the, the thing that happens every once in a while is you don't, you don't get normal babies. You get babies with deformities or deficiencies and stuff. But the norm is the baby comes out, it's healthy, it's got everything it needs. And the only problem that I think we're looking at is either vi- uh, vaccines uh, mm-hmm. vitamins, pharmaceuticals that have been put into mom. And as Kate says, at least a year before the baby's even conceived, all of that adds to what comes out of the mother and the child. Right. But but why would a normal baby need all these shots, you know, right out of the womb? It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I don't think they do, personally. Uh, and what I have been researching, and see, I, I fell down the rabbit hole uh, with this because I had written an article uh, on Sense of Liberty Media on how uh, vaccines, and we're talking about the childhood vaccines given to every child. Uh, the first one that's given is the hepatitis B vaccine, and that's given within 24 hours of birth. Now, to me, there's no infant that needs that. These infants aren't sexually active. They're not IV drug users. So they don't need any of this. So why are we giving that to babies? But what I discovered, and this was, on, uh, I started, I've been following Dale Bigtree, the high wire and the, the, uh, litigation that they've had going against CHHS and the CDC on these vaccines. Well, you find out that none of them that are on the childhood schedule 
were ever tested against a placebo and inert substance. And it's like, wow, really? And you start and you go looking and it's true. They never received decent follow-up. Some of them were only seven days. Some were five days. Some were, some were, I think it was like eight days with a phone call at six months. That's not giving you long-term anything. Then on top of that, there's no studies that have been done on the safety of these things being given together. You don't even have safety for them by themselves, much less safety when they're given together. And at some point, you're, you go into the doctor's office with this with your baby and they come telling you, oh, well, you, your child's going to get four shots today. Your baby's getting four shots today. And you're like, what? But that's the schedule. And that's found on cdc.gov. And when I wrote this uh, and sent it to, I mean, I've got, you know, this this is really the thickness of it. That's what I've got. And it's all full of references <laughs> where you can find it and look at it. And you can go and verify all of this yourself. Uh, and I recommend everybody does it. You can look at all the package inserts for these vaccines on FDA.gov. They have them there. So my question always is, okay, if all this information is available, why are we not getting true informed consent for it? Why are doctors not going through this? Why are nurses not going through this? Because to me, it's important information to know. They don't ever tell you any alternatives either. You, why are we not given alternatives? You should be, because there is alternatives. Well, why aren't we I, those? yeah, and I, I tend to think that there's probably like uh, two different things going on here. Mm -hmm. um, one is in the education process or the indoctrination process, I should say. Um, sorry, my shirt is, look at this thing. The neck is all stressed. I told people, I said, these things literally rot on my body. Um, <clears throat> you, you have the indoctrination process, and if they're not being indoctrinated to give that informed consent, every time when they're, when they're in there dealing with these kinds of things, if that's not stressed, that's not going to click in their mind, so they're not going to do it. And then nobody's going to hold them accountable because, because the people don't know their rights. The people exactly. don't know their rights and to do that either. I mean, some mm -hmm. of us are a little more honorary than others, and so we're gonna we're gonna ask questions about, okay, what are you fixing to do there? No, you're not doing that. And we'll do that kind of thing. But some people are not. Some people think that the the hospital, like the government, has their best interest at heart. And sometimes, look, sometimes you come across good people who really want to help others. They they really do. They really want to help others. I I can't see Going into the medical, I mean, it is a mindset I don't have. Going to the medical profession uh, as though you're a god. Now, I, I realize there's some people who have god complexes in that. But mm -hmm. most of the people I've met, Suzanne, the nurses and stuff that have been in my church or, you know, I've been in the hospital, whatever, they seem like they want to help you. They, they, they're not treating me bad. They're not treating me in any of this way. But this is what they seem like. So it seems like, boy, there's really got to be something to where, uh, you know, people are going to have to demand, I need to be informed about what you're doing to me or what you're pumping into my body or any of this other. That just seems like it's a common sense thing to me. It is a common sense thing, but you're not always going to get common sense from the medical profession um, because you have to remember, we, they were brainwashed too. We were brainwashed too. And, and it's hard to admit. And it's this is, this is something that I had to come and struggle 
with, especially when all the uh, COVID things came out, the COVID stuff came out and you start looking and you find out that, well, no virus has ever been isolated. I'm not going to go into that. That's a totally different um, genre at this point. But you, you go back and you start looking at how they did this. And you're like, well, that's not even the scientific method. So how can you say you have something that you didn't? But you took it on confidence that, hey, these people are teaching you. And this has been going on for decades and decades. So that must be right. Well, it isn't. And it's hard to come to grasp with certain things. But once you come to grasp with that, then you are able to repent and you are able to go forward and say, what can I do differently? Now, I can tell you uh, from my perspective as a nurse, I was not in nursing for a career. I was in nursing to serve. I was called to serve. Uh, to me, there's two aspects of nursing. There's the art and the science. Uh, people can teach you the science, but they can't teach you the art. That is something that you have to innately possess. And I think that was a gift that I was given. So I thank God for that because that's enabled me to do what I, I'm doing now. But I don't think they go in with the intention of denying anybody informed consent. I think that's just kind of what I would say. It becomes a routine of just doing what they're doing, but not saying anything. Yeah, I I get it. Yeah, they they didn't. I I think this is the thing. The people who are high up are determining these things. The people mm-hmm. are at the bottom, you know, they're just doing whatever they're told. I mean, literally, what the Nazi said, I'm just following orders. That's what they're doing. And I'm not saying that just because you do that, that lets you off the hook because it doesn't. That's yep. not an excuse. You mm-hmm. should know what you're doing. If you're a nurse, and I tell, boy, I warned my daughter about this. Uh, fortunately, she's taking care of a lot of uh, uh, maternity patients. So um, it's not, I, I guess it is It is there, but it's not as prevalent uh, in what she does. So it's good. But I said, whatever you administer, you let that person know everything. I, you let them know the copyright, the trademark, whatever you got to let them know so they're informed. Let them know. Otherwise, they're going to hang you out to dry. And uh, she's a pretty smart cookie and everything. But, uh, you know, it's it's a little issue like that of, letting them know they're they're they need to let the patients in on what they're doing so that they protect themselves so that's that's a big thing by the way if people want to call in you got a comment or you got a question for Suzanne uh, please stick to the topic 803-619-9855 803-619-9855 okay Suzanne so you've got yes. this mini book written <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're going to we're going to I mean, publish it. So so the yeah. first article that you've got up, uh, we're yeah. going to put that up today. What's the main things that you're seeing there? What was the thing that took you beyond, I just need to read the insert, and you started going, wow, this is a lot more than just letting them know whatever's in a shot or something. What's the thing that kind of caught your attention that said, this is way bigger than that? This is way bigger than anything medical. I focus mainly on medical because that's what I, I, I mean, informed consent was drilled into me in school. And I went to George Baptist School of Nursing. It's no longer there anymore. They, but that was one thing that was drilled into us. And even to the point that we had to read uh, the different informed consent forms that you asked patients to sign so that, number one, you would know what was in it. You could tell the patient what was in it. And if they asked questions, you knew where to refer to get any answers. But let me tell you what what took me beyond that. 
and it was okay go back to the declaration of independence and what does it say and the declaration of independence in there it says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed in order to give your consent you have to be informed he was like that was just an eye-opener right there it's like okay the framers even recognized that you have to give consent but you have to be informed you have to know how do i know that the framers believed informed consent in informed consent for even for government when they wrote the constitution what do you have that that they sent out to say hey this is what we mean and this is how we're going this how this is going to work and we need all you people to know it it's the federalist papers interesting so they, they inspect it, they wanted everybody to know that this is what it is to give your consent yep you have to know so well, then that uh, so I started going down the rabbit hole really big. <laughs> yeah, I mean because if it's if it's applying there in the medical field, it's applying mm -hmm. here in government too. We talk about the consent yes. of the government or the governed. And guys, by the way, any of you wanting to ask who am I voting for at the federal level? Nobody. I'm not voting for a soul up there because I don't know those guys, so I'm not giving them my consent to govern me. Okay, exactly. I'm not voting for any of those cats. They're all corrupt, as far as I'm concerned. And if they're not corrupt, they and, and they go up there and inevitably, except for when I say a handful, I'm talking about a handful over decades. I'm not talking about a handful now. They go up there and they become corrupt, and, mm -hmm. and it's it's the nature of man. Again, we go back to you know we go back to theological terms where we talk about the depravity of man. And, you know, Suzanne, this is, I don't know when men are going to understand it. If you put a person in authority and they violate that trust, like so many are doing today, uh, either becoming just out and outright traitors or voting for things that they think are constitutional when they're not, whatever the case may be, okay? If the people don't call them out on that, if they don't bring justice against that person, that leaving spreads to two, three, five, ten more other representatives, and mm -hmm. they'll do the same thing. Why? Because there's no, there's no hindrance to that. You know, my kids would not probably do things because they thought, well, if Dad hears about it, he's going to spank us, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be corporal punishment for that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to endure that punishment. I don't want to go through that with my dad or whatever, okay? Those kind of things. Well, if you don't do that to your representatives who are adults— they're going to think the same thing because they got the same kind of wicked hearts. <laughs> and that's why we exactly. present the gospel in hopes that God will change that heart. But at the same time, it's up to the people to hold them accountable. And it, boy, if we don't know, Suzanne, how are we going to hold them accountable? We, we have to know. We have to really be educated in this matter. Exactly. So you have to know what, what they have the authority or the consent to do. And that's just, this, it's very narrow, and it's listed in the Constitution. Anything outside of that, guess what? They have to have more informed consent. Okay, just because you vote for a representative doesn't mean that you have given them your consent to do willy-nilly whatever they want. No, you've given them your consent only to do those things 
which was initially consented to any change has to have additional consent. This makes informed consent. It's a proactive, ongoing process. It's not static. It's ongoing. As things change, consent needs to be regained each time. And I know I, I, I'll hear it all day long. Well, if we had to do that, then we'd never get anything done if we got to tell you every time we give you something what it is. Well, you're supposed to. That's you're right. Supposed to. Yep, you're so supposed to. it doesn't matter how inconvenient it is for you. You are the one taking care of this individual. So you need to make sure that they understand everything that's going on, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is. You are required to inform them. Um, I'm going to give you a little story here. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean. When my mother was in the hospital for sepsis, they did a, an ultrasound on her and they found a little blockage in this little carotid artery. And so they send this little neuro nurse and she comes in all spiffy you know, and she says, well, you know, we found a little blockage here and we think we'd like to give you, uh, we'd like for you to start taking some Crestor for this. And I was just like, oh dear, that's the statin drug with another drug. And I said, she is not going to go for that. So the lady sat there and, and bless heart, she she said, well, you know, this is what it does. These are some of the side effects. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I said, you're only giving the, you know, mild or moderate side effects. You're not talking about drug, drug interactions. What, you know, you need to talk about some of these other side effects for full informed consent. Ooh. Buddy, she didn't like that at all. She said, well, if I had to tell you everything, I'd have to tell you water could kill you. Well, like, yeah, everything in moderate. I mean, this, yeah. that was a smarty pants answer. And so I just gave her one back because she was trying to shut me up. But when I gave her one back, she shut up because she knew then I knew yep. what was going on. You know, so I don't recommend doing that unless you really know what you're dealing with. I mean, you yeah. have to really know these drugs to be able to combat That's that. That's true. But but what you have to do is you have to keep reiterating, it is my right. It is my right to know all of this so that I can make an informed decision to do this. Yeah, it's going in and my you, body, not yours, right? That's it. That's it. It's going in your body. And I always, and I mean, I even included in this mini book here some sample questions to ask them. They're not all inclusive. It's all going to depend on your situation, but it'll get you started into viewing informed consent as a proactive process as something you need to engage in and not just say yes or no you need to know everything down the line and as things change as medications change then that requires further informed consent as diagnoses change that requires you know more informed consent and you have to start looking mainly at everything through the lens of informed consent and this is where this mainly focuses even though we're focused on the medical you, you can take what i have written alter it just a little bit and you can apply it to your local government your state government you can apply it to the school system or the indoctrination system i mean how many people know what their kids are being taught in school usually they don't because and let me tell you follow lynn taylor the common core diva she's covered that of what is going on in the school system uh we covered it as the liberty bells there are a lot of things that are hidden from parents well you not only have the right to know you should be they should be seeking your consent to do it 
Just because you drop your kids off to school or they go to the public school system, that does not give them the authority to do anything they want to your children, including brainwashing them into the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ ideology or having pornographic books in the library. We, we went over that before. So all of this requires informed consent. The reason they don't do it is because they know you're not going to give your consent. And consent cannot be assumed, presumed, supposed, or implied. It is very specific. Yeah, yeah. We got a little crackling going on in your mic again. Um, I, I, you know, I'm thinking about this. Informed consent is like... It's telling the truth about what they're doing. That's what is. That's what it is. And so people can say, "Okay, this sounds like you're poisoning me. I don't want any of that." They can say no to it. Uh, the other people can say ignorantly, "I don't know what any of those words meant that you just said, but okay, if it's going to make me better, then that's what I want to do." And they're trusting them to make them better, even though they've been informed, even though they're not really fully informed because they don't understand what they've been told. And I know a lot of people, Suzanne. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who would step back from that, and what they would do is they would say, I don't want to look foolish. I don't want to look stupid. So I don't understand all these words they say, and I don't understand what they're telling me, so I'm not going to ask a question. I'll just nod like I'm an intelligent person, and I know what you just said, and they won't question anything. I mean, boy, we got to get some we got to get some courage in people to say, I don't have a clue as to what you did. Look, I'll tell you. I'm a redneck out here in South Carolina. I'll tell you. If you tell me something and I don't follow what you just said, I'm going to go, I have no idea of what you just said. Can you please break that down for a dummy like me so I understand? And we got to get people to get past any kind of pride or arrogance they, they might have to ask these questions, to humble themselves, if you will, to say, I don't understand what you just said. Can you help me out by letting me know what you're talking about here? I still got a I still got a, a choppiness there going on. I don't know what's going on. Something happened there. I don't know what it is. While you're doing that, Suzanne, let's uh while you're sorting that out there, let's take a call. We got a caller calling in and a caller, are you there? Yes. Okay, go ahead with your question. What's your name, and, and where are you calling from? Oh, good morning, Tim. Good it's morning. Jean from Michigan. Hey, Jean. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you? Good. Anyway, um, I wanted to uh, make sure that everybody realized today's the 51st anniversary of Roe versus Wade decision and how this subject affects that and okay. minors. Okay. That's all. I just all wanted right. to bring that up. It's, that that's actually a good that's actually a good question. Yeah, yes. that's a good and point that you make because that should be an informed consent too, right, Joni? Well, let me say this. I did not cover Roe v. Wade in this because that is a separate issue with its own ethical, moral, and legal and biblical standpoint. Because uh let me just say this. Uh when you're Dealing with informed consent, we're talking about your body. Well, the baby is not your body. It's another separate creation of God that has its own DNA that is separate from you. You're just nurturing that. So so I didn't cover that in this, but anyone who is seeking to think about 
uh, reading a baby in the womb, it's not really your informed consent because that's not really your body. You're doing it to somebody else's body. So I didn't cover that in this because that's a sticky issue that requires a lot, a lot of, of going through the legal, ethical, and moral uh, issues with that. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you that when they go to say, okay, I want to terminate the pregnancy in abortion, they're not really told exactly what it is. How many times have you heard glop of sales or it's just a bunch of stuff in there, what it automatically just turns into, you know, a baby right when you, before you birth? No, no, that baby is a baby at eight weeks or even before. Well, it's, it's that at so, conception. Because, conception. Well, yes. Yeah, but I mean, you don't cons- see it in that baby form until about that time, but yeah. it's still a human being, but it's not your body. It's somebody else's. You're just nurturing it for nine months. So people should be informed Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, the women shouldn't even be going to these places. They shouldn't be out in the right. public. They should be illegal because we know what they're doing. They're murdering the baby. Mm-hmm. They're not terminating. No, I mean, they, they are the terminating technically, if you want to pull that out. They are terminating yeah. a pregnancy. But what they're doing lawful or what they're doing under the law is they're committing murder. They're 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 killing a life. Like you said, it's a, it's another body. It's not the woman's body. And yeah, ladies, look, I, I'm with you. Your body, your choice on things like vaccines, what you do to it. You know, if you all those kinds of things and you're going to answer for it if it's good or bad, whatever you're doing. But when you've got another body inside, you can't inform that. So, Gene, do you got a follow up question you want to ask uh, Suzanne here? I actually do. Okay, go ahead. Um, um, as it, added, uh, as it um, regarding, regarding, how do I want to say this? Uh, parental consent. Okay. okay, for a minor, that's another. That's another. Like to me, informed consent. The parents um, would not. You know, there are many states that parents don't even need need to know that a minor is going to have an abortion or has had one. Anyway, I'll let you go, and uh, I'll, I'll listen to it on the air. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jean. Well, I can answer that Appreciate question. you. I can answer that. Thank question. you. Morning. All right. Bye. Morning. Okay. Now, informed consent. There's laws governing that. Each state has their own. But when you're talking about minors, minors technically cannot give consent, informed consent, except in certain instances. These instances would be if that individual is in the military, if they are an emancipated minor, if that minor is married and have children, um, or I uh, there's another one and I can't think of, but I covered it in the in the um, in, in the uh, articles there. So there is provision for minors to give informed consent, but normally minors cannot. It has to be the parent. Now, I know we hear this. Well, there's consent laws for this. or They're lowering consent laws for children to give informed consent. Uh, Let me just say this. Um, If you are a parent and you have children, do you think your 12-year-old, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old has had enough life experience uh, or of living experience to be able to understand what can be put in their body and what it does and what it can't do and what harm it could cause. Yeah. Most, most would, most would not, yeah. could not. 
Yeah, we got a little scratchiness going on there. I'm sorry to make that. But I, it's just, I know it's one of those things that happens, uh, and we're we're stuck with all that, and it just kind of happens there because you're good for the most part, and then it comes in. So I, I I believe it's the enemy trying to work against us, but that's okay uh, because we're gonna we we are overcomers. You know, we overcome by the word of our testimony by the blood of the Lamb. And you know what? It's in Jesus' name that we're doing what we're doing. Um, so I'm going to trust him that he can get this out there to whoever he wants it to be, uh, you know, given to. Uh, but with that said, what would be, you know, we're, we're running out of time. We're down to about 10 minutes. I want to give people some, some you know, practical application in this. And I think probably some people are drawing practical application uh, from some of the things we talked about. We talked about, obviously, the medical industry, but it applies in, you know, we're seeing it all over uh, when, you empl- when you get employed. Uh, you know, you have to be told, this is what I'm doing for what I'm being paid. And if you ask anything else of me, then we need to renegotiate so I can get paid for that, too. Uh, you got you got the issue of health, and a lot of people are only thinking of informed consent with here. You brought up the issue of government and things of that mm-hmm. that nature. And, you know, we point back to Revelation 18.23. It talks about by thy sorceries were the nations, were all nations deceived. And, uh, and in that, nobody... Nobody was asking when they went to get the uh, the convict shot. Nobody was asking, "Hey, what do you got in that thing that's going to fix this for me?" Do I mean, how does it work? What does it do to my body so that it stops the boogeyman that you're telling me about? What is it? What does it do to my body? Nobody was asking that question, and nobody was offering the answer. And I, I think of of Jesus. You know, he talks about those things done uh, in darkness, and informed consent is light. Guys, it's light to the darkness. Uh, let me take you over to this. This is Matthew chapter 10, and beginning in verse 24, here's what we read. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they've called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered... That shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. What I tell you in darkness, and I got to tell you, Suzanne, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if the Lord hasn't told you this in darkness. He's told you this by yourself as to this informed consent, and that's why all this stuff's coming out of you in, in your writing. He says, That speak ye in the light. That's what we're doing now. We're speaking it out in the open, in the light. And what ye hear in the ear, then preach ye from the housetops, and fear not them which. Look at this. Look at that. Look at the distinction. Kill the body. What are these people out to do? They're out to kill you. Don't think for a second these people in government, big pharma and all, have your best interest at heart. They want you dead. That's what they want. That's what wicked men do. This is the history of man and what they do. Okay? Fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather fear him... That's the Lord, that's Yahweh, which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Mm. I, you know, that's very he, profound. It, yeah. yeah, it's very profound because what is he saying here? He's saying you, you need to let the truth out. Don't be scared of these guys who want to take you out of this world. They want to kill your body. You need to fear the one who can deal with your soul. He not only can deal with your body, he can deal with your soul. And um, I, I think that it is very profound, and I think people need to start looking at this, not just in the physical 
portion here. But the spiritual warfare that goes on, guys, listen to me. I'm not saying it to be mean to anybody. I'm saying it because this is your soul at stake. This is your soul. It's not just what you have here. It's your soul. It's eternity. All of that is included in what's going on because if these guys take your life and you're without Christ, oh, you're in a world of hurt over that. You really are. Absolutely. And and I want everybody to understand a majority vote can't take away your right to informed consent. A minority vote cannot take away your right to informed consent. And if you don't have informed consent for anything and everything, I'm talking about uh, food additives, uh, release of GMO mosquitoes, spraying the skies with chemtrails. Now they've come out with, oh, we're going to vaccinate everybody through uh, the air. We're just going to spray it in the air and everybody can breathe it in and we're going to put it in your food and we'll get the vaccines in that way. And it's like, well, you're bypassing informed consent. You're not doing the right thing. And that's what we have to stand up and demand and say, no, 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 no. Everything has to be gone through the lens of informed consent. I don't care if they say, well, if we got to do that, it would just take too much time. I don't care. That's what you're required to do. And it's called the consent of the government. Think about the fluoridation they put in the water. Well, who gave them consent for that? Did they come to you and say, hey, we're going to put this in there? No. Somehow or another, it was done based on a recommendation from somebody, regulated by another agency that probably shouldn't even exist in the first place. And then everybody gets it based yep. on what? Somebody said this is good for everybody. Well, when it later out found out, well, it's not so good, you know, for other things and causes a lot of problems. But you see, do you see them taking it out? No, no you don't. And you don't, you don't. again, you, you don't see them letting the people know these things. Again, we got that little exactly. thing going on with your cord there. And that's not that's not Suzanne's fault. That's just that's one of these techie things that goes on like the other day when I lifted up the computer just to stop that screaming that was going on and it cut everything off. It wasn't my, well, I guess it was my fault for lifting, but uh, it's just these technical things. They, they cause so much problems. Okay, Suzanne, so let's break it down here. We got about five minutes. If, okay. you had to, if you had to tell people who are listening to the show, okay, look, whether it's government, whether it's the hospital, your doctor, your, your, uh, whatever we can come up with. And, and let's just apply it across the board. Whatever you come in contact with, let's say you go to the garage uh, to get your car worked on. You want to know what they're going to do and what they're going to be charging you a rate for, um, all these kinds of things. You want that stuff kind of spelled out. That's an informed consent, too, before you turn your car over. Then they might say, we're going to charge you $750 to look at your car, and we may not find anything. Is that okay with you? They're not telling you, but they're going to bill you $750, right? So right. you can use this in a lot of ways. So with yeah. the five minutes we got here, how would yeah. you exhort people, whatever they're dealing with, how would you exhort them to go about doing this so that they, they kind of throw it back on whoever their service provider is, whether it's a doctor, a hospital, a garage guy, or government, or whatever, whatever the case How would you in encourage them to, to throw that back on them? Well, what I would ask questions say, okay, where do you get the authority, you know, to do this? Okay, you're going to charge for, for, for the garage uh, uh, thing. Okay, I take it in there, and he says, well, I'm going to charge you $750 to look at it. I said, what do you mean you're going to charge me $750 just to look at it? Are you, are you going to fix anything? Are you not going to fix Are you just going to keep in there? Are you going to tell me what what's wrong with it? And then once you tell me what's wrong with it, and you come out here and tell me that, are you going to be charging me any more to fix it? And what is it going to take to fix it? 
you've got to at each point ask questions. Why are you charging $750 just to look at it? And then if they get in there and they say, well, we found something else wrong. They can't just fix it unless they tell you. So at each point, you get you really actually get more informed consent at the garage than you do in other places. I agree. You really do. You really do. They'll come and tell you, well, while we were fixing this, we found this. So it really needs to be done. Oh, okay, go ahead. So, but do you get that anywhere else? Sometimes, though, I mean, you don't. I mean, even if you look at government and you go in, you go in there and even in your local government, well, you know, we, y'all gave us the authority to, uh, you know, do the trash, but we've decided we're, we're just going to give up that, that, that authority to somebody else. Whoa, 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 just a minute. Yes, we gave it to you. You asked us for it. So you, we gave you consent for that, but we didn't give consent for you to decide now that you didn't want to do that. You didn't come back to us. You made a unilateral decision. No, that's not how that works because you only, and just because you vote some, for somebody doesn't mean that you've given them informed consent to do willingly whatever they want to. That's right. And that's the thing you have to understand because informed consent transcends party, political ideology, all of that, agenda, whatever. It transcends all of that. And you have to look at it that way. And you have to get out of this party thing because you're, what you're doing is you're saying, well, whatever the majority wants, I'll go along with. That's not informed consent. That's, That's right. Slave. And you're already living in Auschwitz, whether you didn't know it or not. And I explained that in one portion of this. You're already there. You're living there. And it just doesn't seem that way, but you already are when you see some of the evidence that I've seen you know, before. And it really harkens back to, well, we're actually living in an open-air outfit where the Mingelians are out here just going to do whatever they want, and we're just going to say, well, okay. Well, they won't say anything, so that means they're going to consent. That, that, that's it. So I, yeah. yeah, you're getting always. kind of muffled because of the cord there. I don't I don't know what's going on. I that's okay. That's okay. You're exactly right. I, I think that's a good point that you make, though, about living in Auschwitz. Because there were people living there, they were slaves, um, they were being put in slave labor, um, and that was going on. They were being worked to death. Many of them were just being worked to death. And, uh, and I think that's the case today. Many people can identify it. How many of you people feel like you're worked to death? You, you, you've taken on two, three jobs. You're paying taxes out the wazoo, uh, which I, I suggest you get informed about that issue too. But you're doing those kinds of things... You're 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 just a slave, and you're just waiting to be offed in some way or another. I mean, that is that is the world that we're living in. Like it or not, that's what's going on. And most people don't see it coming, do they, Suzanne? They they don't no, see it coming. They don't. Okay. They don't because they don't recognize that informed consent transcends more than just medical systems. That's right. Everywhere. Yeah, it goes everywhere. Okay. All right. You got about twenty seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you. Uh, you can find me at Sons of Liberty Media, where I write articles, and you can go to brightyon.com and find him to read out. I haven't done videos in a while because I've been dealing with my mom and moving and all, but we're going to get back to that shortly. 
Okay. All right. That's Suzanne Hamner. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for joining us this morning. If you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Catch Suzanne's series. We're going to have it out this week, each day, four-part series. She may throw some more. Who knows? We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.